Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Pohl. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I'll be host, I'll be your host, and we'll have special guests from time to time. As a matter of fact, I have a wonderful guest for you tonight. I think you're going to be excited. If you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. So now let's get started. So this gentleman right here is George Dubak, correct? Did I say it correctly? Dubak. 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 Okay. So um, he is a, uh, he's in Florida and he was actually referred to me by another uh, person that was on my podcast, Sherry Kaplan. So if you have not seen her interview, please go back and, and look at that because she's great. Um, but there's so much about George that, um, is, is really cool from how he looks at life and the the goals and everything that he has for his life now because he's he's retired kind of <laughs> and you're in Florida so um tell us a little bit about um I know you told me you were retired and you just kind of once you retired you changed a lot of the 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 projections of where your life was going. Well, not only that, but uh, just what's happening in the world around me has completely changed me. Um, I've been around a long time. Uh, my view of, of life, my way of operating has completely been affected by high technology. Um, and it's changed my brain. And I'm nowhere near the person that I was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Every decade I noticed has been pretty much major shifting. Mm-hmm. in uh, what's going on in my brain. And one of the things that I'm really, really starting to review heavily and research is how to operate your brain. Okay. And I realize now at 76 years old, I really don't know how to operate my brain. It's kind of like somebody putting you in a plane with a pilot and the pilot collapses or goes to sleep and you're up there and like you really haven't had any training of, of sort. And you're flying this plane and you can kind of figure some things out. You know, you can maybe pull the handle back and you go up and you push it forward, you go down. But, uh, you know, that's the way I'm kind of viewing things. And I'm going, you know, most of my life, I just been operating by the seat of my pants in a way, you know, you learn some disciplines and some skills and training, but uh, now with this new world is like, we're being disrupted constantly bombarded with information, new ideas, old ideas, old programming, new programming. And it's causing, um, I call it chaos in your brain. It's hard to focus. I'm finding people have a hard time really understanding what's good, what's bad, what's credible, what isn't. And then we have in the world today, we have uh, all this corruption, these liars, gaslighters, um, all the people of higher authority are all now breaking down 
the people we used to revere and we used to uh, look up to, it seems like they're all going away. We don't have any real leaders anymore. And it's uh, stressful. Mm-hmm. And even in the families, you know, where the family used to have the father was the dominant leader of the family. Now families are with divorce and separation and all kinds of things. I mean, families are all disjointed. And um, I can see where the stress and anxiety and, and the psychological problems that people are having today is all caused by all of this stuff. Right. And uh, so I'm trying to sort it out for myself and get myself on track and stop having all these distractions and disruptions and, you know, learning how to operate my ba- my brain more effectively in today's world. So that's so is that something at. that um, is maybe like, I know one of the things that they say that um, helps to keep people from getting Alzheimer's or senile or that kind of thing is exercising the brain in different ways. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Being able to utilize well, that, your brain well, in that way? Well, well, that also, right, keeping your brain active. Um, mm-hmm. I find so many people, you know, in fact, to me, I don't like the, the phrase retirement. Mm-hmm. If you notice on television, all the commercials about financial planning show these people that had done well and, and they, they invested wisely and now they're retired and they're, they're on some kind of a cruise ship or they're sitting at the beach and drinking, you know, Mai Tais and looking at, and I'm going, oh, my goodness, that's like a death knell to wind up doing nothing, just coasting around, waking up every day whenever you want, you know, um, doing really nothing, eating, sleeping, getting up the next day. And do- I mean, to me, that's a precursor to uh, yes. really <laughs> death. Yeah. 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 Dementia, old age. Yeah. Uh, dementia, losing your energy, losing your enthusiasm. You know, you got to have that mojo. The mojo is what drives you, what, what gives you excitement, energy, being productive, doing something, having goals. Right. You know, you know, there are so, so many uh, people this day and time that um, I see that um, all they seem, well, all I can't say is that, but a lot, a lot of people, it's like they they go, they work their job, whether it's nine to five or whatever the hours are, they come home, they vegetate in front of the TV. And then the weekends is going out and doing things. And it's like the, uh, the amount of people that are actually reading and, and, and learning and everything feels to me from a lot of the things I see that it's like, that's become the uncommon thing. Well, definitely. Uh, uh, one of my favorite characters is a gentleman down here in South Florida named Jordan Zimmerman. He has Zimmerman Advertising, the largest marketing advertising firm in the Southeast. He's got all the major car dealers, but his favorite phrase is, I'll sleep when I die. And the guy's like a powerhouse. I mean, he works out. He runs this huge operation, probably three, four, five hundred people work for him. And he's got his own building down here. And uh, that's his mantra. He just doesn't sleep. He doesn't, I don't know what he just, he's like a a ball of energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I admire that. I I like that. Yeah. Um, Now you are, if I'm remembering correctly, you were pretty successful um, before you got to this stage of your life. So you had a business of your own. And when you decided that that wasn't where you wanted to be anymore, that's when you kind of transitioned to this new era of your life. Am I remembering correctly? Yeah, I have a the second largest 
uh, podcasting radio streaming company in the U.S. It's called Cirrus Streaming. And my wife and partner run the company. But I retired from it uh, in 2010, actually. I decided I didn't want to be uh, an everyday. I was the uh, senior VP of marketing and advertising. And I said, I don't want to go to a nine to five job anymore. I want to do something even bigger and better. So, I mean, I'm set for life financially. I got a beautiful home in Boca. I got three kids, four grandkids, two great grandkids. And I said, now I want to do some exciting stuff. So in 2019, I never wrote anything in my life, but I wrote six books. And then um, now, well, the pandemic came right after that. So that was kind of a two-year hiatus from doing anything of magnitude. You know, we were all kind of um, under the table there for a Mm -hmm. while. But now things have been released. And uh, my big initiative is uh, putting together a reality TV show called Ultimate Networking, showing people how to, to use networking in business and social to get anything and everything they want in life. And uh, that's one of the business skills that's sort of uh, underdeveloped. You know, there's a lot of sales training. There's a lot of marketing, advertising training. But think about it. I mean, how much training is there on networking? And, yeah. and learning how to network properly. Not much. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, Cause I can say there's been many times, especially early on when I would go to networking meetings. I mean, for one thing, I didn't feel um, like I could just approach anybody, but then when I did, it was like, I was tongue tied and I didn't know what to say. All I knew to do was hand a card, you know, and then I would collect all these cards at the end of the day. And then I really didn't know what to do with them. Um, and so it's definitely gotten better over the years. Um, but I'd say when I first started with this kind of thing, it would have been great to have had um, some system or something that I could see how it's supposed to be done. And is that what you're talking is you'll have like a reality show where you'll have people that'll go to networking meetings or how are you talking about working it or do you even know yet? Oh, no, no. We, what the idea is that we'll go to actual networking events mm-hmm. where people are interacting. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a video camera and we're going to watch people talking to each other. And then we're going to have cutaways and say uh, kind of an educational way, explain what somebody did wrong, what they did right, uh, how to introduce yourself to each other. So I call it edutainment. It's going to be fun, entertaining, but also educational at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to show through examples and actual, you know, uh, in-person meeting of each other, what's going on out there in the world and how to, and then how to do it more effectively, you know, okay. how to operate at a networking event. Um, and again, and, and one of my books is how to become an ultimate networker in five easy steps. I got five basic things that people don't, most people don't do. I'd say probably 80% or more of the people that I see out at networking events. And I'm talking about even a very successful business owners, uh, high, uh, top salesmen, they still don't really know how to effectively network and they could be even better than they are if they only knew some basic principles. So is that something then, you'd want to share a little bit with our listeners or our watchers? Well, well then, well, the number one thing, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a student in high school, college. I don't care if you just started a job at McDonald's, whatever. Everybody you meet every day, you should ask them for their contact information and then put them into a database and put them in categories as to how they relate to you at this point in time. Like if you're like my uh, grandson, 
just graduated from Purdue University. And I taught him when he first started, I said, every one of your teachers, get their contact information, put it into a database, because you never know later on, a couple of years from now, you might want to refer back to one of those teachers and get some information or, or just whatever, or kids you meet at school. Maybe later on, you'll say, you know what? I wish I could get a hold of that guy. I met him a couple of years ago at school and now I don't have his information. So the number one most important thing is I don't care who you are, is everybody you meet in whatever reason, you should put them into a database and have all their contact info, their name, address, and email. And, and listen, Vicki, I even carry with me a plastic box. And listen to this. In my box, I have a clipboard with a, a sign-up form. And when I meet somebody at a networking event, I actually take it out of my box. I put it in front of them. And I make them fill out their contact information to show them how serious I am about getting to know them and building a relationship. Hmm. So think, think about how powerful that is versus, oh, hey, can I have your business card? And somebody gives me their business card. Now, what's going through their mind? They have no idea if I'm ever going to call them. They're going to say, this guy's, I'm giving them my business card. I'll probably never hear from them again. But think about the difference when I pull out a clipboard and I say, listen, will you write down your information here so I have it? And then I, I put a note under it, like I'm going to call you next week or whatever. The power in that is, is just magnanimous. Just to do that one thing is amazing how it'll, it'll change the way you operate at a networking event. Yeah. Now, I will say that I had um, I had a gentleman tell me one time that. Um, it was senseless to just take business cards and stick them in a box. So he said that while the person's still standing there and you've taken their card, he said, write something on the back about them so that you can remember. So do you have something that um, other than you you said you just make a note underneath the the person's name about who they are and what you where you met them, that kind of thing, or what are you putting on there? Yeah, right. Well, that, yeah, that's a sign-up form. On the sign-up form, it has a place for your name, your email address, and your phone number. And then, you know, if if I want to put their business name or their business website or a note, like I'm going to call them next week, or they're interested in my books, or the, you know, then you can have a little section there to put notes. Mm -hmm. So now, when I get home after the event. I take my clipboard out and those are the most important people that I'm going to interact with. So I have it right there in front of me. I don't have to search for cards or maybe I left the cards in my car. Yeah. I might've lost the card. So it's a very powerful tool. And so can I ask you a question that, real quick? Well, go ahead and sure. tell, tell us that. And then I'll ask if I remember. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then the other thing is that, okay, now in return, what I normally do for that person that I signed up their information. Now they can sign up their information or you can sign it up for them. Either way, it doesn't matter. But uh, as long as you get it on a clipboard, then I take my phone and I take a photo with me and them. And what I do when I get home is I text them the photo of me with them. Ah. And I say, great meeting. You. I say, great to meet you. And then I have also what's called a virtual business card. It's called a V card. Mm -hmm. And I have an address. So when I follow up with them, I send them a picture with me and them. I send them, you know, something really nice, like great meeting you, or I, I can't wait to talk to you or whatever. And then I send them my V card, which they can open up and has all my contact information on it. 
Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, one of the things I was going to ask is when you go like, I, I, I just have to speak for myself because sometimes when I go to a network meeting, even especially if it's something big, it's like figuring out who is the person that I want to talk to. And so do you talk to every single person and have every single person fill out that? Or do you, is there a way that you decide who you want to get their contact information from? Okay. There's a couple of ways to handle this. Number one, if you're going to a networking event by yourself, okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the first thing to do when you get there is find out the promoter who who's running this event. Who's the host. Who's the promoter. I go up and introduce myself and say, look, I'm George Dubeck. I'm the ultimate networker and I'm looking for this. Who do you know here? And they know a majority of the people at their event, right? Okay. They have some standard people that come to all their events. And I say, look, this is what I'm looking for. Do you know anybody here tonight that you might be able to introduce me to that is looking for this or is able to provide me with this? So that's the first thing you do. You go to the head of the whole thing, introduce yourself. And see if they can help introduce you to the right people. Okay. So that, that's important. Okay. The second thing, if you go to an event and you already know somebody there, okay, let's say you, you come to the event and you see some people that you know. Then you go to them right away and you do the same thing. You say, hey, hi, Joe or Joan. Hey, look, I, I saw you're at this event also. Hey, listen, here's what I'm here to look for. And then you ask them if they know somebody at the event that is a good connection for you. So you're using other people already that you know or you got to know to help you, you know, connect with the right people. Now, if you don't see anybody you know and you, and, and you can't find the host or he doesn't know anybody, then you're kind of on your own. So then you have to basically just kind of, you know, walk up and meet people in general and what I normally do when I cold talk to somebody is I come up and I say, hey, are you here networking tonight? So I kind of find out, are they there just to have a drink or to get out of the office? Or I want to see, are they really seriously here to meet people? Okay. And that's a great, that's a great question because if they want to avoid you or they don't like you or they don't like the way you look or whatever, they'll say no, or they'll, you know, they'll, they'll give you some innocuous answer. Mm -hmm. But if they're there to network also, then I introduce myself and I always ask them once, you know, I say I'm George Dubeck and they say they're whoever I say, okay, well, you said you're here networking. What are you looking for? How can I help you? So I don't try to promote myself or ask them. I try to say here, what can I do to help you or, or who, who are you looking for or what are you looking for? So that's, those are great ways to interact with people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would say just from um, the, the times that we've talked and meeting you and everything, that you're pretty much an extrovert. So you um, are really good at putting yourself there, out there and talking to people. So what kind of advice would you give somebody who is more of an introvert that wants to go forward, but... They just feel uncomfortable with it. Is there some kind of advice you can give them? Um, well, it, it, it's all based on repetition and training. Okay. Okay. Now you did mention I'm an extrovert. You're right. But okay. Even somebody that's an extrovert, if you don't do it on a regular basis, you get kind of uh, rusty 
or you mm -hmm. get kind of lame. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I find out, number one, you got to network a lot. You got to do it a lot because every, the more you do it, the better you get, no matter what. The second thing is to practice with, um, say a friend or yourself or whatever. And also it's great to go to events with a wingman, mm -hmm. somebody else that's networking. If you go together as a team and then you guys go out and you start meeting people. And then if you find somebody of interest for your partner, you bring them over and make the introduction, a third party introduction. Okay. So that's another way okay. to do it. But the key ingredient is that you simply have to do it a lot. You just have to keep doing it and keep doing it and practice uh, walking up to people and introducing yourself. In fact, another good way to do it is what I call casual conversation, just out and about. Like, let's say you're in the grocery store line and you're, you're talking to the cashier. They ring it out and you see something on the cashier you like, like, hey, that's I, I like your hairdo or that's really uh, or you're really friendly today. How come you're so friendly? Or talk to somebody in line, somebody standing next to you in line. In other words, get in the habit of this casual conversation with strangers. Mm -hmm. And if you do that every day, if you talk to people around you, like, for example, I went to my doctor today mm -hmm. and this girl was at the front desk and she was really nice and polite. I mean, usually they're very businesslike and they're actually sometimes rude and crude, you know, the receptionist and the people in the office. But she was like really nice and cheery. So when I came out of the doctor's office, I went up to her and I said, hey, I said, you know what? I said, that's amazing. I said, you're such a friendly person. I said, that's really nice. And, and, you know, why are you so happy? And she smiled, man. I mean, she just was glowing, you know, because I recognized her. And basically, what was I doing? I was having casual conversation with somebody. I had no idea who they were. And it's just practice for me talking to strange people. Right. Well, I'll be honest. I don't have a problem with talking to people. Like if I'm at the store, or at the grocery store, and I can talk, I can start a conversation with somebody walking down the aisle. I, I don't have a problem with that, but put me into that, that setting of this is the purpose of it. It just kind of like, I go, I close up and I, and that's one of the things that I've really been working on is being able to have conversations in that kind of setting. But for whatever reason, for me, that makes my palms sweat. You know, I forget what I'm wanting to say. Well, well, here, here's another thing, especially for females. I know it's more difficult for females because a lot of times if a female goes up to a guy, sometimes the woman thinks that the guy's going to think he's, she's hitting on him. You know, uh, there's there's all that, uh, you know, sexual thing going on back and forth, too. It's, it's a little difficult. But a good thing for a woman or even a guy is to wear something that is really outstanding, uh, something that's unusual. OK, like one mm -hmm. woman came to a networking event and she had light bulb earrings mm -hmm. and they and they lit up. Oh, oh wow. my God. Everybody was going over and talking to her. So sometimes okay. it's better to be the, the light bulb that attracts the fly instead of you going to them. Ah. Now, did you also ever see the name tags that are, in fact, I was going to look to see if they're still available, but they're name tags that are scrolling marquees. Have you ever seen those? No, I have not. Yeah, I got to find those because they used to have them out years ago, but uh, since the pandemic, they've disappeared, but they're like a a plastic name tag, okay? You pin it onto your shirt or suit or whatever. 
And you know what a scrolling marquee is, right? Yes. Uh -huh. So you can, you can program the letters. Like you can say ultimate networker. And as it's on your, your suit or shirt, it'll say, it'll scroll across over and over again in red letters, ultimate networker, ultimate networker. Oh my God. You wear one of those out and everybody will come over and talk to you. Oh, well, oh where if you, did you get that? If you find that, you need to let me know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to look those up again because yeah. those are really cool. Now, another thing you can do is if you go to a place that has a name tag, don't put your name on it. Put something catchy. Okay, well, like I can use ultimate networker. That's that's a catchy phrase. People always say, what is that? Who? What does that mean? Um, you know, if you're if you sell widgets, you know, put uh, best widgets in the world on your name tag or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, something that somebody can make a comment about. You know what I'm saying? A conversation piece. Right. Well, my my business that, name is the Enlightened Peach, so I could probably put the Enlightened oh, Peach on there. Oh my God, that's great. Okay, yeah. that's catchy. It's cool, and people are going to ask you, "What what does that mean? You know, who are you? I mean, so that's great. A nice okay. name tag with that. In fact. If you don't have name tags and you go to a business event, you could have one made up and have that printed on there. A real nice, you know, professional name tag mm -hmm. and just stick it on your your blouse or your uh, business suit or whatever. And that, that's okay. another good trick. Well, that's cool. Now, now I, I take it to a, the nth degree. I have actually <laughs> a plastic transparent box. OK. And I carry it around and it's got a, a handle on it. And I have my name on the sides in, in different spots. And I carry this around. And you know what? Everybody says, what is in that box? <laughs> they come over to me and they go, what? They're, it's driving them crazy. What are you doing with that box? What's in that box? Oh, my God. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. So things like that. Uh, now, I will, like I will her, say, I used to know this one lady that she always went to the network meetings, but she always wore red cowboy boots. Oh my God. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or, or let's, let's say even a really loud um, jacket, like a red, like say a red jacket with red shoes or something like that. I, I mean, anything that's like, say a, a bright yellow uh, jacket or something really loud, people are going to make comments, you know, something that's a conversation piece, whatever that could be. So that's really helpful for, for women. And again, with men, like sometimes, especially in South Florida, like guys will wear one of these jackets that has all kind of weird print on it, you know, like real flashy colors and, and all kinds of uh, stunning print. Mm -hmm. And of course, those guys get a lot of attention. Even other guys will come over and go, oh, I like your jacket. Where'd you get that? That's really cool. It's different, you know? Yeah. So when thinking about the networking um, meetings and this um, reality show that um, you're going to do, so what is the end purpose, do you think, is to get uh, a new client, a new friend? What, what is the, the real purpose of the networking? Well, I mean, basically, if I get a reality TV show called Ultimate Networking, Networking, I'll sell a million books. Everybody's going to buy my book because I thought about it. I thought, OK, I wrote these books and then I was going to go on tour and do the standard, you know, try to promote your book and get on radio shows and TV shows and do TED Talks and all that. And I go, oh, my goodness, you know how much work that is and how much time it's going to take <laughs> to get your book out there. So then I started thinking to myself, I said, you know what? 
anybody who has a reality show, even if it flops, even if it's on for a year, and even if it's terrible, everybody becomes famous that's on a reality show. Did you know that? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, like these, uh, what are these adventure shows like Survivor Mm -hmm. and all that? Even people that are on the show have actually, they have a following of people. They become a, a personality. Right. And they're just like a guest on the show. They don't even do anything except they're there. Right. And they might, and, and it's amazing. So if I had a show that even had 12 episodes, I'd probably sell a million books. Okay. And, and, and that's one way to promote my book. And then of course, the other thing is to have a show that has really good content and is entertaining and fun and educational and, and to bring this whole idea of networking to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now also, Vicky, just to share with you, everybody loves this story, okay? Okay. You know, this is how I met my wife, okay? I've been married 43 years, but this was before I even got into becoming the ultimate networker. This was back in 1978. I was the disco king. I had a three-piece white shirt, black chains, uh, two-inch platform shoes, flared pants. Oh, now I'd love to see a picture of that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll send you one. Okay. But I was a great... I was a great disco dancer. In fact, if you watch the movie Saturday Night Fever, I lived the life of uh, John Travolta in that movie. That was me. I mean, I could relate to that movie. It was incredible. Plenty of women dancing, fun, entertainment, lots of dates. But I I never could really find like, I don't know, it was like a lot of girls I was dating, going out with them and having a lot of fun, but never really connecting with the right person. I go, well, how do you do that? And I found out nobody knows how to find an ideal mate. Still to this day, nobody really knows how to do it. So I was an engineer at the time. And I said, okay, I'm going to make a checklist of everything that I want in what I would call my life partner or my mate. And I wrote it out. I made copies and I gave it to my 10 best male friends who were also single. And they were going out meeting lots of other single women, right? Mm-hmm. So... I gave him the list. And I said, if you find some gal that meets this description, I want you to hook me up. Three months later, my best friend at the time met my now wife at a party. He called me up the next day. He goes, oh, my God, you got to meet this girl. So we, we were introduced. We met through him. And I gave her the second part of my equation, which was I call my 20 question interview. So I interviewed her to see if she fit further with everything I was looking for. And she answered all the questions to my satisfaction. Man, that was it. We've been married. We got a beautiful daughter, granddaughter, been married 43 years. And that's how I teach people how to use your social network to find an ideal partner. And it okay. works. That makes sense. And, and yeah. that's all you got to do. Give it to your family, your friends, your neighbors, your, your coworkers, and tell them. You know, listen, if you know somebody like this person, why don't you hook me up? And the best way to meet somebody is through a third party referral. Still to this day, that's the best way to meet somebody. Okay. Whether it's a relationship or a business or whatever. And that's the other thing too is, okay, I teach the same concept in a way. If you're selling a product or a service or a business, everybody you talk to, every family member, friend, neighbor, And most people don't do this, okay? 
But when you're done at the conversation, whatever, religion, politics, or whatever you're talking about, the latest movie, say, hey, by the way, you know, I sell widgets. And do you know anybody, one of your friends, family members, neighbors, or an associate that might be interested in widgets, looking for widgets? Could you give me, just ask one referral. You don't have to ask for a whole list of people. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, try to jar their mind. And if they say, yeah, you know, I think my neighbor might be interested. You got to pin them down right there and get the name of that person. Say, okay, could you text it to me? And I'll call them on your behalf. I'll tell them that you referred me to, to talk to them. You don't even have to get involved. Just let me know who they are as long as you're cool with it. And there you go. You just keep doing that to everybody you talk to. Ask for a referral, one referral from everybody. So that that's that's another way you can use business networking and re, and the re, referral system. Yeah. Very cool. So Now now oh, oh now here's one other one Vicky that mm-hmm. most people don't do this. Again, they're always looking for a new customer, okay? Let's say you're in business for a couple of years and you have some customers. You know that most businessmen will not go to to their customer base and ask for referrals. And you know why that is? Because they're afraid to talk to their customer, like their customer might not be totally happy with their service and might come back on them or complain. Mm -hmm. They kind of already, you know, the customer already paid for it or they whatever. And so now they're somewhat psychologically worried. Oh my God, if I call this guy for a referral, I wonder if he's going to actually give me one or he's going to, you know, rake me over the coals because he really didn't like my product or service. Yeah. Yeah. So again, so again, that will force you to provide a really good product or service. If you do that, you should have an endless chain of referrals, right? Right. Right. If you made all, if you made all your customers happy, why wouldn't you be excited to ask them for a referral? You should be really jumping for joy that you're going to go talk to them. You gave them good products, good service. And now you're asking them to refer somebody else. Right. Well, that's one of the things that um, I I do with my clients is I reach out to them. And, you know, for one thing, I want to get a testimonial from them. And I also ask them for referrals. So that's it's I will say that there are times that I neglect that. But from my main part of the time, I I, I do that because that's one of the things I have as just part of the process. Right. And, and then also, here's another way to force yourself to be even better than you are. Mm-hmm. When you get a new customer, tell them up front, say, OK, look, you just paid me for whatever it is, uh, coaching or consulting or whatever. Say, listen, would you be open to after we're done or at some point in time, would you be willing to give me a testimonial and a referral? Ask them up front. Mm-hmm. Set it up to Almost like I'm going to be so good. I'm going to provide you with such a good service that you're going to want to refer me to somebody. That's perfect. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, so, so that, that, that's a win-win for everybody. So is there um, anything that um, you want to add to this as far as something we may not have covered that you want people that are um, listening to this or watching this that you want them to know that would benefit them in their lives? Well, just the fact that, you know, 
use your referral network to get anything you want. Um, you can get a place to live. You can, you can sell your home. Like, for example, the other day, I'm looking for a 1978 chocolate brown Trans Am, which I used to drive in my disco days, okay? Mm-hmm. I love that car. So I decided I found somebody that does fixer upper cars. So I put out to my network that I'm looking for a 78 um, uh, Pontiac Trans Am that needs some work or needs rebuilding. So in other words, I got a database of in just South Florida, about 4,000 people. So I set out to ask them to see if they could help me. Uh, I asked for all kinds of things from my database. I ask mm-hmm. people for technolog- uh, tech- technical advice. I ask them uh, to help some of my friends. Like a lot of my friends are calling up looking for rental, uh, some place to rent. Mm-hmm. So anytime my friend, I send out to my database, I say, hey, look, I have this person here that's looking for a, a, a rental, two bedroom, one bath at this price range. So I, ha- I even help my other friends with my network to help them get what they want. Perfect. Well, so, go ahead. Yeah. So, so just, first of all, create your, your database, build your network continuously and use your network for anything that you want, anything that you, that you desire, ask your network to help you. So it's, it's looking at all of your connections as a way for you to get benefit and for them to get benefit from you too. And it's just not connections for just conversations. It's connections for right. life, right? Well, in fact, you know, you just brought up a good point. I learned one thing about life. Nobody has family and friends. Everybody has what I call connections. Everybody in your life is a connection of some sort. Some are strong connections, some are weak, but they're all connections. And if it's not working, what do you do with the connection is not working? You unplug it, right? Mm-hmm. And one that is working, you plug it in and you keep plugging it in and using it. Right. So this way, if, if you are always thinking about people, not emotionally, like, oh, my goodness, what they said about me or they didn't they didn't do what they promised or whatever. Not a big deal. Just unplug them. You're done with that. (laughs) And and then also people call me that that I'm a a pessimist and uh, they say that I'm a negative person because what I do is I expect the worst from everything and everybody. Okay. Okay, Now, doesn't that sound negative? It does. (laughs) But actually, psychologically, it works beautiful because Mm -hmm. when something happens that's good, it's like I got a gift. I go like, oh, my goodness, this is fantastic. This person promised me something. They actually did it. It's it's a, somebody somebody just gave me a gift. But what happens when somebody promises you something and, and they renege on it? You get all upset and emotional. Well, I'm already expecting they're not going to do it. And if they do, great. So there you go. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but it works for me. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Well, well, you know, life is a mind game. We got to play that game all day long with ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, it definitely is. And, you know, you were talking about doing things to strengthen your mind. And so I would say all of these different things that you've talked about, all of those things strengthen your mind in just different ways. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that I mean, yeah, that's that's, uh, you know, definite. So uh, by, by the way, um, 
just so that like people that are listening to this interview that I'm going to promote to other people to listen to your show. Uh, what, what else, what else do you, uh, I mean, are you looking for, for more guests? Or are you looking for just more listeners to your show or how can I help you? Um, I'd like to have more listeners um, to my show and more okay. guests, but I only have a time to put in so many guests, but if I had too many, I could have a waiting list. Um, but definitely a lot of listeners, sharers, because ultimately I want to be able to have more ability for people's voice to be out there. Um, and so the more listeners there are, the more people can hear all these amazing stories that I share. Okay, well then I'll, I'll make uh, I'll make good with you if you want to send me a nice promotional email about you and your show. Okay, and then we could put a, a link to this show. I'll send it to my database and suggest that people tune in, not only to listen to the interview with me, but to listen to your show and why they should listen to your show. Just give me a nice little promotional message, and I'll and I'll promote it for you. All right, wonderful. That would be fantastic. Um, this uh, it almost feels like my baby now because I just enjoy doing it so much that it's just um, I've always I've wanted to do one for a very long time and just felt like it was too hard, too far out there and everything. But once I learned, it's very easy to get started and and connect with people. And I guess in some ways that's networking as well because I have met some of the most amazing people and where I've been finding a lot of mine, well, you were a referral, but some of the people I've just been on Facebook and saw somebody make a comment about something. I think, Oh, they've got a story to tell. And I would reach out to them and then we would, we would connect. So um, I guess I've just been doing my networking in a, in a, in a different way. Okay. Well, not only send me an email. Okay. With a mm -hmm. good promotional message, but if you can do a 15 or 30 second video of yourself and text it to me, mm -hmm. again, telling a little bit about yourself and about your show and what you're looking for, I'll post it up on my social media, on my Facebook and my Instagram with a little caption with your contact info. How's that? That sounds perfect. Thank you. There you go. That would be See? amazing. That's right. So I, I network with everybody. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I know anybody that's uh, watching or listening, they have got to have taken, taken so many golden nuggets from what you've shared. Um, do you have um, a projected date of when you think you're going to be having your reality show? Within, well, definitely it's going to be within this year. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're shopping around the concept right now and it's like anything else. You have to get a distribution network. It's it's probably not going to be broadcast TV because I'm not a, a known person, but it'll be through some one of these other vehicles and uh, to get started. OK, and uh, we'll, well see then, what happens. Well, what I would ask you to do is um, because this is recorded and I can go back at any time and add information. So when you have a, a link or however you're going to be sharing this, you know, get, send me the, make sure you've got me on your database to send the information to, and I will add it to this actual recording so that as time goes on, people can actually just go straight to the um, description and, and get the link to your show. Okay. That sounds great. All right, man. Well, it was really, uh, really a pleasure being on your show. And uh, like I said, whatever I can do to help you, uh, 
you know, let's let's uh, I'll definitely promote it uh, to the best of my abilities. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I I greatly appreciate you. And like I said, you've given so many nuggets that I know the next time I go to a networking meeting, I will go without the my palms might still be sweating, but I'll at least know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> well, I'll, gi- I'll give you uh, the ability to set up. Uh, do you have a virtual business card? I do not. Okay. All right. Well, I'll send it to you besides, but if, if anybody, you or anybody wants to get a virtual business card, you go to magic.vcardglobal.com. Okay. Magic.vcardglobal.com. And you can set up a free virtual business card with your photo, your logo, your contact information, and your website. And it's free. And you okay. load the app on your phone. And when you go to a networking event, Vicki, what you do is you open up the QR code for your V-card. So somebody can just simply scan it on their phone and they'll get your contact information on their phone. How, how easy is that? That's perfect. Yeah. And it's free. It's free. Yeah. That's even better. That's even better. I love okay. free. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's right. my final tip. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. It is actually, it took a turn that I wasn't even expecting, but it was wonderful. I appreciate it so much. So everybody that is watching or listening, please definitely, I will be sharing all of his contact information and be adding to it as things come around. So just check the comments and definitely, definitely um, connect and take all of the wonderful knowledge that he shared and utilize it because that's the thing knowing is not doing so you have to make sure that you actually utilize the information that he's given you so with exactly that, that's what that, that, that that's a great message not only learning knowledge but implementing that that's yes key. definitely So everybody, you have a fabulous, fabulous um, day, evening, whatever it is where you are, and I will see you next time.